Hey, this is Scott. And I'm Jim. And we are going through the AFI's top 10, top 10 lists. This time around, we're looking at their top 10 courtroom dramas, which they define as a genre of film in which a system of justice plays a critical role in the film's narrative. Which, again, does not imply a lot about theme, characterization, or tropes, but whatever the fuck. (laughs) Justice is very important to this movie, and that's why Young Guns is a... Wait, no, Young Guns isn't on its list. Good. But still would fulfill their criteria. I think we need to sit down with these guys and be like, okay, when you define something, you need clear boundaries. You know, some of you have degrees in film. I think you know what genre, how genre works. You would hope. Or is this the guy that's going to argue that, you know, Ernest Scared Stupid is a legitimate horror movie? Well, he is frightened in that movie. It's true, and those trolls creeped the crap out of me when I was 11, but do, do, I was an easily scared child. Do they have a Do they have a horror list? Let's double check that for later. No, apparently horror doesn't exist to the AFI. Oh, all right. Because the AFI is dumb. But okay, so that that this is where we come into, uh, I guess, the the list itself, which starts at number 10. With Judgment at Nuremberg, which is about Nazis. Yep. This is which, actually probably the lowest we've seen Nazis on the list. Any well, of their lists. they like to push Nazis up because people get pissed off when you pull in Nazis. Yeah. I mean, Activision proved that with Call of Duty expansions. And and here here we go. So this movie is about the Nuremberg Trials, which was a long geopo- geopolitical argle-bargle about the, prosec- the per- prosecution of crimes against humanity and also, you know... German Jew- citizens in particular. Ger- German and Polish citizens in particular. But just, you know, the, some of the worst things humanity has ever done. And figuring out how to do that fairly as opposed to just saying you know what you're a monster go to hell we will forgive you for being unfair in this case because we're all human except those guys they can go to hell moving on yeah and i mean nuremberg was sort of an admiral an admirable exercise in that respect well it was attempting to properly facilitate rule of law Because the law is blind. No matter the crimes you commit, the law is supposed to judge you by the same metric, no matter what. It's just really fucking hard to do when it's administered by humans, and we look over everything they've done and go, man, it's really easy to soak you in kerosene and light you on fire. Yeah. It is a a movie that is good, but hard to watch. It's heavy. This is heavy shit, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'll point out that this is the film debut debut of Shatner. So there we go. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not on the list. Yeah, no. And you know what? Almost points to the AFI for not putting it higher just by having Nazis. But then we get to number nine, and you're like, maybe we should put it higher. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the the, uh, number nine is Evil Angels. Or cry in the dark for our for our Australian and New Zealand listeners. We have those. Yes, we awesome. do. Sup, dingoes, babies, shrimps on Barbies, uh, um, hobbits, pavlovas, other things. Moderately good WoW players, from my experience. 
domestic beer that is better than North American domestic beer. Hey. Now, of course, it has the greatest female actress of our time. Yes. Meryl Streep. And it is literally the origin of the Dingo Ate Me Baby. Yeah. This is, of course, you know, trying... And, of course, everyone believed that, no, they they killed their own baby for whatever reason, that perhaps they're crazy, or perhaps, you know, they're also cultists who are crazy. But, you know, they said it was a dingo, and everyone went along with it, and the movie came out, you know, just a little bit after they were... um, cleared of all charges and the dingoes being found guilty forever but there you go dingoes permanently permanently found guilty and that is where that horrible joke comes from we're sorry australia i mean meryl streep is good but it's still pretty terrible but it's the dingo took my baby movie (laughs) (laughs) what do you say to that well like for all this this if this was in Maine, and it was coyotes took my baby, we'd probably forgotten about it by now. It's like, as good as it could be, is still the Dingo Took My Baby movie. <laughs> <sighs> and that's that, really. Yep. For all the good it could be, Dingo is not a serious word. And it's courtroom drama. Dingo's eating babies? <laughs> Outranks Nazis. Yes. This is what the AFI is telling us, that dingoes are worse than Nazis. And now that we have got to win the show again, (laughs) we go on to number seven, or uh, number eight, In Cold Blood, which is, uh, I don't, I haven't, I don't think I've actually seen this one. I might have read the book. I haven't. Well, there you go. But, I mean, you look over it. Conceptually, it could be intriguing. I mean, Truman Capote, good author. Yeah. See, there's nothing jumping at me. I mean, he's got Robert Blake. I mean, it won a lot of Oscars. But that doesn't actually mean anything. If I put it on a lot of lists. But they failed to make it to the actual villains list. No. Or the. Yeah. It, like, it didn't crack the, the villains list. And we've been over that list. That list is shitty. That list has a lot of holes. Yeah. So to not even make it on there, I'm like, maybe there's another courtroom drama we could do. I can think of at least one. Hell, I can think of two, sort of. Like, I really think And Justice for All should be on here. I don't understand why it's not. Hell, I, if you threw a Grisham in, he, in this slot at random, I'd be like, yeah. hey, well, it's Grisham. You'd at least be able to give it a nod. Uh-huh. Not... Alright, sorry we haven't seen it. Just can't <laughs> say why. I think the fact that we have neither seen nor heard of this movie is telling. Yeah, it really doesn't speak highly of it. I mean, again, I referenced Robert Blake, but I know him from other things. So, next up on the list is Anatomy of a Murder, which is just a goddamn classic. Yeah. And it's got Jimmy Stewart... Fuck anything that says James. And George Scott. Well, that's kind of interesting since it, it goes at the audience a bit without the gloves. Yeah, th- this this movie did not pull any punches. And I think, yeah, th- this is another case where it's based on a novel, based maybe on a real murder case. And you know what? 
it, this is just good to watch. And I mean, for courtroom drama, it is Stuart and Scott just sniping at each other from across the bar for most of it. And it is damn good to watch. Yeah. So there we go. No, no arguments with the AFI on this one. All right. So next up on the list is Witness for the Prosecution, which is apparently American, but it's kind of mostly English. And we get, and this is, I think, the only time Dame Agatha Christie shows up in any of these lists, which is too bad. She writes a good mystery. Yeah. And Tyrone Power, a name so awesome it probably should be made up. Well, you you hear that name and you picture somebody who is absolutely massive and probably shooting lightning. <laughs> And swords. Yeah. Swords that like, shoot lightning. It's, it's kind of the way I feel whenever I hear Powers Booth. And then I remember what he looks like and I go, yeah, I can see you shooting lightning, you crazy <laughs> son of a bitch. But no, uh, Witness for the Prosecution is, is uh, for courtroom drama, really good. Yeah. Well, this was actually Tyrone Powers' final role. Yeah, he, <laughs> he died. He heart attacked early. Hmm. And Now that's funny. This one comes with a spoiler warning. <laughs> yup, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Like this, now, okay, so again, getting back to Dame Christie, there's sort of a very, like, for whatever reason, the theater world has decided not to spoil the mo- mousetrap for anyone, and the audiences have just sort of gone along with it for decades. And this movie just literally ends by saying, hey, don't tell anyone how this ends. Don't be that guy, asshole. Don't be that guy. Which is really weird. I'm well, surprised. I'd I'm su- like to see it more. I'm surprised Shyamalan hasn't done it. Well, that's his thing. Like, if you don't spoil his Shyamalan movies, then Oz are pretty good. You know, your friends are going to be like, so how was it? And you're just going to grind your teeth at them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I like it. I'll take it. Yeah, it's solid for its placement. I'm okay with it being here. Yeah. So number five is A Few Good Men. Hey. Another movie that is a whole movie and not just that one scene. Yeah. I don't know if you know that, guys, but, you know, like, Kevin Bacon's in the movie, too. It's not just... No, he's not. It's not... That, that's a lie. Okay, the whole movie is Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson yelling at each other, which is, yeah. you know, courtroom drama is mostly just two guys yelling at each other. And that's why it works. So if you get two guys who are good at yelling at each other, the whole movie wins. But in actuality, cast on this is great. Mm-hmm. It's, it's done by Aaron Sorkin. And the man, like, Sorkin's got a great ability to write really protracted angry speeches. That, in fact, that's really all he's good at. It's just angry, angry speeches. I'm not totally clear why he does not write for politicians. Like, I would hire Aaron Sorkin as a speechwriter. They would be deranged. Of course oh, they would be. Well, yeah, but that, that that's not a detriment in politics. No. What's worse, it's that or I do it myself. We've heard what I do when I go off on tangents. Exactly. But this, well, this movie still has staying power. It's still really widely regarded. It's got a fantastic cast. Like, what can I say about this? It's great. It's good stuff. The other scenes are almost as good as that one scene. 
that's the thing. That one scene is just good delivery, great interaction. The rest of the film is still built up around. Like it's, you can certainly do a whole lot worse than sitting down and watching a few good minutes. Yeah, I put it a little higher. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially when you look right at the top. Yeah. Oh hell, I'd put my cousin Vinny on this list before that one. Although I suppose Actually, that's a no, courtroom you know that's... comedy. Yeah, but it's got Max von Sydow. Yeah, it does. And everything he does is a drama. It doesn't matter what he's doing. All right. So number four is The Verdict with Paul Newman and some other people. It's mostly on the list for Paul Newman. Yeah, that's pretty much why it's here. Yeah, it is, it is, it is an extended character study in which Paul Newman is an alcoholic lawyer who, you know, kind of disintegrates in uh, the middle of a trial. And there so the you thing go. That does kind of come up a lot with these courtroom dramas is grinding a lawyer to dust. Yeah, well, it's either that or just two heads yelling at each other. Yeah. Still, I mean, like, we're into 80s Newman. Yeah. It's a solid character study. And and that's where I think it comes down to is I think this is the it is better for the character study than it is for the you know the the ins and outs of a medical malpractice case if I'm remembering yeah. it vaguely. Yep. We watch a lot of movies, guys. <laughs> that's it. This is there is only so much time and there is only so much capacity for the brain to retain with ease. Yeah. But there we go. Maybe lower on the list, but I'd still take my cousin Vinny. Yeah. Okay. So next up, number three, Kramer versus Kramer, which is a crazy important legal case that got turned into an actual movie that got way more important because the movie was pretty good. Yep. And we get Meryl Streep back. Is this the first time we've seen Dustin Hoffman on these lists? No, we had him before, didn't we? Or something? I don't know. We've got to have him on something. I don't think so, man. I think this might actually be the first time we've seen Dustin Hoffman on the list. For anything. No. Which is a shame. Well, okay, we we might see him. He, he's on the comedy list a couple times, I think. Oh. But yeah, Kramer vs. Kramer. It's, this is in many regards a classic movie. Oh, yeah. Like, this shows up on scores of film lists. This got nominated for so many things, it's not even funny. This is a really, really well-regarded piece of film. Mm-hmm. Apparently got an Indian remake. You know, everything gets an Indian remake, even if that remake is, wow, why, why did you even bother to buy the name rights for this? This is, this is not Fight Club at all. <laughs> <laughs> a Hindi musical drama romance film. Well, if it's Hindi, you, you got to have at least one good song, and then... You know, because it's Bollywood, they have to get back together because that's how their production code works. And then, well, then then, then the rest of the, you know, the, the formula just takes over the story at a certain point. Yeah, the film did not fare as expected at the box office. Really, what did you expect it to do? Uh, yeah, no, this this Breaking is a thriller video. <laughs> this is a good movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a heavy piece, though. That's... It's heavy. Laugh. It is. It is a heavy piece. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, for 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 pure drama and a courtroom. There you go. Yeah. Right. And again, like, well, cast wise, it's great. 
Yeah. Like, you've got Meryl Streep, you've got Dustin Hoffman, you've got them acting across from each other in dramatic role. It's... The two of them are amazing. That's why I was kind of surprised to consider that we hadn't actually hit Hoffman up to this point. He must have. Or maybe I'm he's on something it. in the future. I'm hoping so, because if the AFI are not willing to give Dustin Hoffman the credit he deserves, I'm going to be even angrier at them than I already am. Grr. And that's that's Arc. a challenge. All right. So number two is 12 Angry Men. It should be number one. Yes. What? Yes. Yes. I this mean, is, it, the list is called courtroom drama. This is it, man. There is a yeah. court, there is a room, and there is drama. Yeah. When I made reference to, I can think of two films to put on here, one of them twice, I will put the remake of this on the same damn list. Yeah. I, like, if it, yeah, no, I, I would, I would knock off, uh, I would knock off thing, the dingo ate my baby, to have 12 yeah. angry men again. 12 angrier men. Like, seriously. This is... I really hope there is nobody watching this. Well, watching this. I really hope there's nobody listening to this who hasn't seen this film. Yes. And and you know what? Um, do both. Yeah. They're slightly different animals. It's, it's a great movie. Period. Here's the thing. You know how good this movie is? They did a... There's a Japanese remake of this, and Japanese courts don't have juries. <sighs> that had to be confusing. That had to be rough. But there you go. Oh, a Japan with a jury system and features a group of normal Japanese people grappling with the responsibility in the face of Japanese cultural norms. I would watch that. Can I get this with subtitles? I don't know. But 12 Angry Men. That is a damn good movie. Yeah. And then we get to number one, To Kill a Mockingbird. Why? Why? Like, Why does I... To Kill a Mockingbird keep coming up? That's the thing. I like the book. I do. Uh, and I like Gregory Peck. Like, I'm not going to go out of my way to read To Kill a Mockingbird again, but I sat down and read it, I went, I understand where this place is within contemporary English. And I like Gregory Peck as an actor. But this, this is this is not a courtroom drama. A courtroom is in this, but we might as well have, you know, a film adaptation of Scope's Monkey Trial at this point. Actually, I would take the Scope's Monkey Trial movie. That's true. That is culturally relevant. Yeah, and it's still more of a courtroom drama. But here, nah. No. Nah. I'm no. sorry, Gregory no. Peck. Losing well in the South doesn't earn you enough points to beat 12 Angry Men. Yeah, not a ch not in their category. Not in their not game. In category. They, they basically define the genre. Like, uh, yeah, no, seriously. I'm just going back to 12 Angry Men, and I'm like, yeah, no. No, no. So, you know what? Sorry. Sorry, Harper Lee. I'm sorry that everyone thinks your movie is way cooler than it actually is. Yep. Next time. Your book, yeah, your book is good. Um, we're still going to sit here and say 12 Angry Men is a superior film in every conceivable way. Yeah. Seriously, folks, go watch 12 Angry Men. Watch it twice, because there's two versions. <laughs> hey! Hell, there's two versions as of this recording. You think there's one coming around? There might be. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time they've went, well, you know, it has been, you know, 17 Ten. years. We could put out another one. Yeah. People would watch it. Hey, if, you got Benedict, even... if you got Benedict Cumberpatch, I'd watch it again. Mm -hmm. Truthfully, I don't. You could cast almost anybody in this so long as they're competent actors to me. Because you need to make every one of these characters who we receive so little information on 
absolutely believable and substantive. Like, they need to feel like real people. If you can do that, you can do 12 Angry Men. God, I love that. All right. Uh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike International 3.0 license. Visit sbopodcast.com for more shows, contact information, and show notes. Thank you.